You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to be here. We are. We (laughs) actually recorded this last week Mm -hmm. and felt that the energy was a bit low. Mm -hmm. It was, for sure. We were both having really rough weeks. We were tired. So today we're feeling energized. We're ready to talk about our guest who's on today, who we're so excited about, Candace Peak. She's the bomb.com. But before we get into it, how was your weekend? It was really, really good. So... For anyone listening, I feel like if you've listened for a while, you know I'm not from Boston. So I'm from Pittsburgh, um, and I still have a a group of close high school friends, which is really nice. We were really cool back in the day, and our dads called us the Orchard Park Gang because we lived in Orchard Park, the neighborhood, (laughs) and we still call ourselves the OPG. Um, So cute. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, like, so nice, Mm -hmm. and... I don't know, like our husbands and significant others all get along. So, so it's just cool. always like, I don't know. I feel like anyone listening knows like those old friendships, mm-hmm. like the people who have seen you from kindergarten on, like, I don't know. It's just like a very reassuring thing to mm-hmm. be back with them. So it was really good. And we just like, we had grand plans to go to Top Golf and like to do all this <laughs> stuff, but we just ended up grilling on Saturday and like playing a ton of cornhole and pong and like, I don't know. It was just like the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so nice. I feel like those like longtime friends too, like they really know at your core who you are. Yeah. And like, even though everybody changes as they grow up and like move on to different phases of their lives, right. I feel like you're still like that core person. Yeah, exactly. So it's so fun to get together. And you always like pick up where you left off. It's yeah. so nice. And it's so easy mm-hmm. and just like, I don't know. It's, it's like a different kind of comfort level mm-hmm. and I think also too like if you live in a different city where from where you grew up in it's just like so reassuring I feel mm-hmm. like I just stepped off the plane yeah. it's just kind of like a mm-hmm. sigh a little bit yeah. it's just green and mm-hmm. you know yeah from going, Pennsylvania. yeah going home I feel like is always just such a relief because I mean where my parents live in Pennsylvania is very rural so there's like nothing really happening that much yeah. <laughs> and so it's just such a it's a slower pace everyone's so nice everyone says hi to mm-hmm. each other everyone knows each other yeah it's like yeah just going home well it's so funny you say that because we went for a run on saturday morning a group run and we passed this like older gentleman and 
I just am so in the mindset now of living here and Mm -hmm. just like being just like on my schedule, like not really paying attention to others, which sounds terrible, but it's true. And like we made eye contact and he was like, good morning. Like, how are you? And I was just like, I'm going to cry, sir. Like, it's just so nice. Yeah, that is so nice. I love that aspect of leaving Boston. I know. Everyone's, and I feel like people get better in the summer for sure. Now that the weather has shifted people are definitely nicer and more yeah. outgoing but yeah. I mean yeah a lot of people just keep to themselves yeah. which is fine but it is fine it's but it's different. nice to have like that <laughs> connection too. yes did you take anything or do anything sustainable on your trip oh that's a great question I did take my um washable makeup remover pads, oh yeah nice. which was good because the mm-hmm. Airbnb we stayed in was weird Oh, AF. Really? Yes. It was like it had such great potential, but like, you know, those teeth molds you had to get when you like had to get like yeah. an expander back yes. in the day. And like they would choke you with that yeah. plaster stuff and be like, it's fine, honey. Just right. breathe through <laughs> just it. And you'd be like <laughs> gagging. And they're trying the to chair. talk to you at the same yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. They had that like in their bathroom. Like they just had a little weird. too much personal stuff. Oh, that's weird. It was, and it was, like, there were a lot of ants. I don't know. Mm, But it had so much potential. I was, like, walking through, and I was, like, oh, like, this could be such a cool place. But I brought those, which was good, because they didn't really have a ton of, like, washcloths or anything to use. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I was, like, such a recycle patrol patroller (laughs) the whole weekend. I don't know. I feel like not everyone is about that life Mm -hmm. and I was just like well is there recycling here is there recycling here like I I was trying to be on top of that did you do anything sustainable this weekend oh well I went grocery shopping and used my little net bag what are they called produce bags yeah the produce bags so I I got yeah I got the reusable ones they're just like mesh bags um they have cute little colors too so I took those used those for my produce and like the cashier commented she's Mm -hmm. like oh these are great like why doesn't everyone have those I was like yeah everyone should get them because those stupid plastic bags are filling up the landfills (laughs) um no but yeah so that's I mean yeah that was like the big thing was using my produce bags yeah no, that's big. I mean, mm-hmm. we still need to get those. You just got them on Amazon, right? Yeah, just on Amazon, yeah. along with our, like, um, like reusable Ziploc bags, too. I yeah. put an order for those. Yeah, 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 And yeah. those have been great for, like, nuts and crackers and different mm-hmm. things like that, so. Mm-hmm. I've been using the bees wax, oh, yeah. too. Dan's sister yeah. got us. Oh, cool. Some of that. I think it was maybe for my birthday. I can't remember. And does it like stay pretty well? It does, especially when it's warmer. Oh, so like in the winter, I was having a little bit of trouble because it just like laid on top of my stuff and Uh it was too dry. But if you like warm it up a little bit with your fingers, it sticks really well. And like, it doesn't stick to the food, right? Mm -mm. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cause I wrapped bread in it too. And it worked really well. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, the reason we're talking about sustainability <laughs> is because of, right. <laughs> of all time. Um, because our guest today, Candice, um, she is huge on sustainability. Yes. She talks about it all the time on her Instagram. And she's also just, she's she's wearing like 10 different hats. Minimum. Minimum. <laughs> um, and I don't know how she finds the energy to do it, but she's a fitness instructor at two big Boston fitness studios. Um, she has a full-time job like us. She works um, a corporate nine-to-five job. Um, 
I mean, she's trying to live a sustainable life. Mm-hmm. She's talking on panels. She's just out yeah. and about all the time. She's a dog. Yeah. She does it all. She really does. I was first, I guess, introduced. I don't think that's the right word, but I decided I wanted to get into group fitness classes, which is something I've honestly never really done. I've always been a little bit intimidated. Mm-hmm. I had taken a soul cycle class and maybe like a couple others, but they just didn't feel very welcoming mm-hmm. to say the least. Yep. Um, but I decided to go to Handlebar and I went to Candace's class and I was like, I could totally get into this. She's just like so motivating. Um, and her music is great. Everything's just like really motivating about mm-hmm. her classes. And then just like learning all of the stuff that she does. It was like, damn, she's cool. We should yeah. get her on. So yeah. this is why we started the podcast was to get, you know, people out there to our audience to learn most mm-hmm. importantly like half the things that she said I was like well, I had no idea yeah. um so it just it brings awareness for us um and we love sharing it with you too yeah um, and we had a really great thread on on our Facebook group about mm-hmm. sustainability and the products people are using so we'd love to continue that conversation after you listen to this episode go join our Facebook group um, and we, it's two weeks away until our event in LA. What Which is, is crazy. <laughs> we are low-key freaking out, yes, to be honest, guys. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is, we were just talking about it, and we won't continue to grow and evolve and learn as, you know, Detox and Chill podcasts, but even for ourselves, if we don't put ourselves in these slightly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. situations um so we're so excited if you are in the la area please buy a ticket yeah um and we like we're not exaggerating these goodie bags oh they're incredible i they're worth like three hundred dollars at least they're insane (laughs) and um we're just so excited so Mm -hmm. we're excited to share the event with jess um and to just talk about sex and Mm -hmm women's empowerment and all of these important topics especially like now more than ever we need to be having these conversations um so yeah buy your ticket we love you we want to see you there we'll see you soon hope you enjoy the episode and goodbye bye Anyways, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so Candace is here with us. Um, we have taken, we've both taken her spin class yes. at Handlebar. Yeah, and we love it. I think when I first took your class, you talked about um, a runny egg sandwich. Was that? You? Oh yeah, that was definitely me. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I am sold. Like this girl is like my yeah. like, gonna be my friend. There's <laughs> like a fifty percent chance that I'm gonna talk about egg sandwiches yeah. during class. And it sounded so delicious. And my husband was there with me, and we're like, should we get an egg? Oh sandwich? yeah, yeah. You're like unclip. You're like hi. Right. Yeah. I'm actually. Yeah. We're gonna go. No, I feel like yeah. for me too. Like I've always been a solo worker outer, just like running by myself, doing weights by myself, and like spin has been this whole revelation Mm -hmm. of even just being in a room with other people and kind of feeling that energy Mm -hmm. and the energy you bring too. Um, but for anyone listening, can we just go back? So I'm so curious about your story and how you Mm -hmm. ended up here teaching spin. You do so much. You have a Um, corporate job as well. Yeah. Like you are probably (laughs) the busiest person that I know. I feel like it's crazy. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you get like, involved in athletics and sports? Uh-huh. How did that all start for you? Um, I will say that being the busiest person, though, first of all, is not something that I think is a positive thing. Right. Um, it's something I I just like to be busy, and sometimes I, I forget the balance part of it. But mm-hmm. that's besides the point. Um, but so this whole this whole life started, I guess. Um, I, I was a competitive swimmer for about 14 years. Um, so I started at eight years old and then retired at 22. Wow. And, and I, I blame swimming for part of the reason why my eyes pop, pop open at five o'clock in the morning, no matter what, because if for so many years, you know, you're doing two practices a day, you're swimming in the morning, you're swimming in yeah. the afternoon, you're going to school, you're doing Even all that like stuff. High school? Mm-hmm. So wow. Damn. high school is when it really starts to ramp up. And then in college too, um, it's like having another full-time job on top yeah. of being a student. Yeah. So, Are you from here? Uh, I'm from here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I went out to Wisconsin. I was recruited there um, to swim there. And, um, after, after college, I came back and was coaching a little bit, um, at my local club team that I grew up on Mm -hmm. and then, uh, I got a full-time job and then, um, I was still craving this team atmosphere that I didn't really have anymore. Cause you, I mean, I, I had been on a, t- in a team atmosphere for 14 years and mm-hmm. even right. though swimming's an individual sport, I mean, you're, you're with like 20 of your best friends for most right. of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I miss that and I'm, and I'm a very competitive person. I miss that, that, that camaraderie, like all of that stuff. I, I love that. Um, and so I was running and doing long races, marathons, half marathons, all that stuff, but it's still, I joined running clubs and I just felt like it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't really think about teaching fitness until I actually ended up with a, a overuse injury from running the New York marathon. The fir- my first marathon, I, it was it actually, you know, your, your IT band, mm-hmm. it was oh, just yeah. flaring up and mm-hmm. I couldn't run. It's one of those things that you just have to stop running if right. you want it yeah. to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took a class at the handlebar and I fell in love with it in my first class. Um, one of the instructors, Lena, she's actually, she's gone. She's not here anymore. She moved to San Diego to open her own studio. Um, yeah. But she was the first class that I took and was immediately drawn to the atmosphere in the room. And it was something that I had been missing for a couple of years at that point. Mm-hmm. Um and just seeing how excited she was to be in that room and how passionate she was about it. And so I remember thinking, like, I want to do this. I want to do something mm-hmm. like this, but wasn't sure if it was going to be spin yet or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew the handlebar was a place that I wanted to be involved in and part of their community because it's unbelievable. Um, so I started working the desk there and then auditions opened and I tried out <laughs> see, see what, what would happen like were yeah. you terrified or were you like oh, i got com- this, no or? i was completely terrified i pretended like i had it and i was like yeah. this is i don't know what i'm doing you're like yeah. just flipping your hair yeah, yeah. No, there was actually no hair flips the first time really? yeah so i that came with time that came with time i was very um i'm pretty structured person to begin mm-hmm. with and i think that that came out in my my audition like my i'd say in my first couple years of teaching i was not I would say it's pretty rigid and like mm-hmm. robotic. And that was a lot of the feedback I got as I sounded like a drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, but you start to loosen up after a while. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I tried out and 
it was it was great. I mean, yeah. it, well, eventually ended up being great. I actually had to do two community rides because I don't think my first one was very good. <laughs> um, and I was like, maybe this is yeah. going to be a short-lived fitness yeah. career, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> It'll be nice. You know, best case scenario, I get to spin for free because I, you know, will work. I'll work the desk still and all right. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started um, teaching more and more classes at the handlebar um, and ended up teaching at everybody fights for a couple years. Um, and was teaching bags and beats there. It's mm-hmm. a, it's all beat based mm-hmm. too. It's just, I love yeah, the music. Cool. I love I the beat of the music. I so bad. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah, we should. should. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I love EBF. I, what they're, what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. but then an opportunity at Barry's came up and so I ended up, having to leave EBF um, just because I can't as much. I can't, Three, I can't, no. <laughs> Three, I, I limited, I limited to two gyms and one full-time job. Only two? Yeah, only two. Um, and then a great opportunity at Barry's came up um, and it's a workout that I had been, I'd been a client there for a while on and off. Um, mm-hmm. When I started teaching more at Handlebar, I stopped, I didn't really go to Barry's that much anymore, but I still knew that it's some of the greatest trainers in the city are teaching there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so went into training there and now here we are (laughs) yeah yeah incredible and I feel like I mean just having the energy to do all of that I'd love to know how you kind of protect that energy throughout the day Mm -hmm. so that you have when you're at home and you're you know kind of winding down you still have time to kind of take care of yourself Mm -hmm. as well how do you kind of navigate that so this is actually something that I struggle with and something that I talk about quite a bit on my social media is I get the question all the time of how do you balance all of this? And I will tell you with full confidence that I am the last person that you should ask for advice on how to balance things. Um, and I'm not saying that to be like, I do so much. I do so much. I'm great. Mm -hmm. It's just because I have a problem with saying no to things Mm -hmm. and I'm currently working on. And now, I mean, I've been doing the fitness things for five years and now I just turned 30 in August. I am now just starting to realize that like I need to mm-hmm. be okay with saying no to things mm-hmm. and it's still a work in progress. So yeah. Yeah. as far as at the end of the day, winding down, um, I don't know if I ever fully wind down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just have my mind on the next thing, but again, it's still something that I'm, I'm working on. Um, I've actually found, and this is going to sound completely insane, but I've actually found that the best way for me to wind down or have time for myself is to actually go take a class somewhere else. Mm. Um, I feel like when you're in the studio teaching, you have to be on, you're talking to people, you're talking to clients, yeah. you have to make sure everyone's safe, all that stuff. Um, and I've actually been trying to take um, Pilates classes with Cara Duvall, Ooh, who I'm obsessed yeah, with, so, um, so good. because my body needs it badly. Yeah. Um, and it's been so nice to just be a client mm-hmm. and not have to be on. And so mm-hmm. that's when I f- actually find that I feel like I can fully calm down. Um, if I'm not at a fitness class, I mean, I can still be at home and chill every once in a while, but it's it's things that I have to make sure like I put my phone away. Like I'm always on an Instagram addict. I'm constantly scrolling mindlessly. Like I won't even Mm -hmm. notice I'm doing it Mm -hmm. and making sure that I'm picking up an actual book and going in my room, turning, turning the TV (laughs) off. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like the background noise. I 
need that time like mm-hmm. even just five minutes before bed to just yeah take it down a notch yeah yeah i feel like that's something that we were just talking about like mm-hmm. especially with recording in the evenings i get so wound up mm-hmm. like i'm so excited to talk to everyone mm-hmm. everyone has amazing stories and then after i'm like mindlessly scrolling yeah. as yeah. if like I did it last night as if that's like relaxing right and gonna rejuvenate me and it doesn't and it's i not. just like don't sleep and i'm like mm-hmm. a little bit crazy the next day so yeah i don't know i feel like it's such a struggle especially when you're balancing multiple mm-hmm. things um one thing i'm really curious about and i think is an interesting transition to kind of touch on um so to take it back i feel like you were you had your swimming career for mm-hmm. so long in college it's so intense i've never been a college athlete um my husband was so i feel like i had a little taste of it mm-hmm. But how was that transition out of that intensity until you found something like spin to sort of replace it? How was the transition? You yeah. Mean? So like going from that to trying to find a full time job and just not be yeah. part of a team. Yeah. So you kind of feel like you're spit out into the real world after mm-hmm. that happens, um, especially when your whole life revolves around. I mean, yes, I was obviously going to school and <laughs> going to class and doing mm-hmm. all these things, but being just an athlete and just a student is much different. And then that's a whole life change. Yeah. Like I remember people graduating, we're approaching graduation. They're like, I can't wait to stop doing this and mm-hmm. to go into the real world. And I was like, why? Right. <laughs> I want to yeah. swim and I want to stay in school forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's yeah. not going to happen. So, yeah. um, but the transition, uh, it's hard, you know, you're trying to figure out, especially at 20. Now I'm thinking back of being like 22, like thinking I was so old you're so and young. I needed to oh, figure yeah. everything yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad I did. I took a little bit of time to coach, to just coach before mm-hmm. I got a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of wish that I had taken like maybe a year mm-hmm. to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The transition was tough. You got, you yeah. got, cause you got to navigate like real adult things pretty quickly. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then again, still searching for those, that those team members, especially going with to school across mm-hmm. in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. None of my friends are out here. So, right. um, Luckily, I have some pretty solid high friends from high school yeah. that I reconnected with um, that helped with that transition. But still, it's it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah, yeah I kind of I think about that often. Actually, you know that that finishing college, you're so excited, you're like on a high, and then they don't necessarily prepare you for like the everyday life, the everyday mm-hmm. responsibility, no, moving out being on your like own. Being like at a cube all day. Right. I was like, yeah, right. You sit well, all day, and you <laughs> and you feel like you have to have it all figured out. Like you have to. You, you feel like when you graduate, like, okay, my career is starting and mm-hmm. I can't waver from that. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we have both struggled with that um, just going through our 20s. And it's like, wait a second. Like, we don't need to have it all figured out. We have no. our whole lives ahead of us. Yeah. If we want to switch careers, we can. Mm-hmm. If we want to try something new, we can. Um, and I feel like that's truly a testament to what you've been doing. You know, mm-hmm. you've had you had your um, kind of years of coaching and then you went into the full time job and, mm-hmm. you know, you decided that you love spin and you went into that and mm-hmm. teaching. And that's, you know, what really lights you up. You said earlier when we were talking, you know, 
talking to people and you know mm-hmm. getting to know them and kind of bouncing off that energy really lights you up mm-hmm. um so i'd love to kind of rock, like pick your brain on communication and mm-hmm. how you feel like that has helped you grow in your career path not only as a spin instructor and as a fitness instructor but in your career as well yeah um i think communication is such a it's such a like a, a pillar or like a, a support beam in a lot of different areas of your life. I mean, I mean, I work in communications full time and again, I'm still pretty new to it. Um, I mean, it's, it's just such an important aspect of a company or to any relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as far as communication goes with my role as a fitness instructor and connecting with people is that's exactly what it is. It's connecting mm-hmm. with people and finding the right way to do that. And there's yeah. not going to be one single way that I'm going to be able to communicate with every single person that I come into mm-hmm. contact with. So it's finding a way to connect to each person in one, one tiny small way. And you have mm-hmm. to be able to differentiate mm-hmm. between the two. Um, yeah. And so I think being someone who's being a strong communicator means that you can adapt to a certain person you're talking to, even your job too. You're, you get Mm -hmm. multiple projects thrown at you. You have to figure out, you know, what is the point of this communication? What are we doing here? What's the main point? What is the, what is the point we're trying to get across or who are we trying to connect with? Um, and that applies to, I think everything that I do both in the, with the fitness too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, just thinking about all of the different people you have, just thinking about the spin room, I feel like everyone responds to something differently, which is really interesting that like, I feel like you have a mm-hmm. really consistent group that keeps coming back over yeah. and over. Yeah. Whether it's like we all <laughs> respond to the same thing. I don't know, but there's a ton of new faces. So yeah. it's like, do you feel like your style is pretty consistent or do you kind of like mix it up here and there? So I think that my my messaging is pretty consistent across the board. Um, especially in class, I've told people this, that I black out when I teach. And so when people are like, really? you said, you said this and it really touched me. I was like, I do not remember telling you that, but I'm glad it worked for you. <laughs> um, but I, I think that there are certain things that I stick to when I teach and I, and my goal always in my personal life, in the fitness life, in my work life, everything is to be an inclusive person and always treat everyone with respect. I don't mm-hmm. care what your title is. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your body looks like. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that simply treating other people with respect is like my number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just having, being open to hear other people's, to hearing other people's mm-hmm. opinions is a yeah. huge yeah. thing too for mm-hmm. me. Um, and so I know that sounds a little bit like I don't, I don't say that stuff directly in a spin class being right. like, you should respect <laughs> others. Right. But right. I think that letting, saying in class, like reach over to your neighbor, give them a high five. Yeah. I do that often at the end of class and right. people think it's awkward, but they smile and they do it anyway. And I'm like, if you don't yeah. want to touch them, that's fine. Right. I know we're weird with touching sometimes and we don't want to do it with the flu and like all that stuff. Just wave to them. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I say it in berries. I say it in handlebar all the time is just acknowledge the person next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people, you don't know what's going on in their life and you might be the only you know, eye contact that they get for the day that you might be the only person who notices that they're there. And so, yeah that's something that I try to weave throughout all of my classes. Um, You're going to a group fitness class. So you have to be prepared to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that it's uncomfortable for a lot of people, but they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to work out by yourself, 
I strongly suggest you get a Peloton and (laughs) do it in your home. And then you don't have to talk to anyone. You can talk to them on the screen and that's great. And I'm not knocking people for doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I teach group fitness, I I want people to make that connection and I want them to do it respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Group fitness has really been like a huge trend over the past few Mm -hmm. years. I feel like it's gotten bigger and bigger and people are kind of more accepting. I know I remember growing up thinking of group fitness. I was like, oh yeah, like the dancing, like Zumba ladies. Or my mom going to aerobics. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just things like that. And so now that it's become kind of this empowerment movement, I feel like that's so important. Yeah. Um, And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but every Every time I go into a spin class or a berries class, I start crying. Why? Literally the first. Because you don't want to be there? No, no, no. Like the complete opposite. So I get in this mode. So I'm like on the bike. The first song starts. And like the instructor's like, you're like, you showed up today. Like, you know, paying attention. And in my mind, I'm like, holy crap. Like my body can do this. Like some people can't do this. Uh And I'm here able to do this. Like I get so like grateful. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing, but it's like clockwork every time. It's yeah. like tears. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. But I think we don't give ourselves enough time for ourselves. You know, I know I talked about being yeah. in a group fitness setting, but I talk about this in class all the time too. It's like you, you walk in the door to a fitness class, whatever it is, you got 45 minutes, an hour to yourself, mm-hmm. like, no, to yourself. Like it's not really by yourself, but you're doing that for you. You're not doing right. that yeah. for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And whether yeah. you're there because you had a terrible day at work and you just like need to have the lights off and just ride the bike or just run on that treadmill right. as fast as you can because you're angry, Yeah. then you're doing that for you. Yeah. Um, and I totally get what you're mean. There's a lot of times where I'm right. like, Cool. I got 45 minutes to myself to reset, to do this. And you don't get that often. I think going back to the whole thing about being busy all the time, we don't, we, there's been this shift of making people feel guilty about taking time for themselves and not filling every minute of their day. And I fall into that too. If I have downtime, I'm like, there's something I should be doing. What should I be doing right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think you having that powerful reaction yeah. is not you're not alone in, in that yeah. you're not the only one as long yeah. as you're not crying because you like no, don't want to be there and then then I think we're good right. well and it's usually because too like you know I had like a bad attitude the day before at work mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my gosh I'm so sick of this yeah. you know yeah. I'm so over it and then I'm like wait why am I complaining about something yeah. that some people would kill to have it this puts, job yeah. you it know? puts things into perspective mm-hmm. and I think that's something that this year I'm trying really hard to work on is I think it's really easy to get bogged down in the little things Mm -hmm. all day that are irritating or like bum you out but when you take a step back it's like damn like I can go to a spin class and be sweating like heart pounding like Mm -hmm. I can do that physically and Um, like afford to go to a spin class too oh oh, yeah it's a huge luxury yeah and I think that some people forget that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, I'd love to switch gears a little bit. I mean, it kind of goes long, but you talk about sustainability mm-hmm. a lot on your Instagram. Yeah. And I think this is a huge thing that people need to know more about. I know I can work on a lot of things. You know, I feel like I barely have scratched the surface of like changing from like, um, you know, like using reusable like stainless steel straws at home and like just mm-hmm. different things like that. So can you touch on like how you got interested in sustainability yeah. and how that all sprouted for you? Yeah. Um, I will say that when you say scratch the surface, it's, it is a never ending mm-hmm. like black hole mm-hmm. of information and things that people should be doing. So, I don't think that you should like feel like you're just scratching the surface. Thanks. The fact that you're doing something yeah. is, is right. something. Right. Um, 
but anyway, so this this whole thing with sustainability. Um, so it, I I mean, it dates back to to me being in college, and and I took you know a number of environmental studies classes just because I found them interesting, um, and then just didn't really visit it again. Um, I didn't really put much thought into it. You know, I did the recycling, I did all that stuff, mm-hmm. but um, about a year ago, I was reading. Um, the the founder and owner of Patagonia's book um, let my people go surfing and, and in that book he highlights spe- specifically all of the issues with the clothing industry and all of the waste it produced and all of that stuff and so that mm-hmm. that's actually where it started for me is I I have a problem with shopping <laughs> and don't we and, but even right out of school it's like you need yeah. all this you need all new clothes so right. you go to H&M right. you go to Primark you yeah. go to like Forever J Crew 21. factory you go to Forever 21 yeah. and you just buy a bunch of crap because yeah. it's cheap yeah. right. and you buy a dress for five bucks and you wear it to one thing and then yeah. you throw it away because you don't you don't need it again and you're right. like right. well I don't feel that bad about it because it's only five dollars yeah. right. but that also adds up and up and up mm-hmm. and so my closet was one super overwhelming because there were stuff ever I did I still had stuff that I was keeping from high school too mm-hmm. that I didn't need mm-hmm. um and then I started thinking about where am I actually buying my stuff from um anything I mean you hear the term fast fashion quite mm-hmm. a bit now um and it's just that's that's what it is it's people they're doing it the labor is cheap they're not treating their people well and they're mm-hmm. churning out all of this stuff mm-hmm. like if you go into H&M or you go into Primark or whatever every week it's going to look like a totally different store right. Right. there's some crazy thing that like you would think there's only four seasons mm-hmm. for clothing oh, no. you got mm-hmm. fall winter spring summer that's it yeah I think there's something like they change it out more there's what 52 weeks in a year it's like yeah. they have 56 seasons is what that they yeah. it's some crazy yeah. number that's and so all of that stuff just goes into a landfill also and just mm-hmm. sits there yeah mm-hmm. so this is what had started the whole thing is me looking at fashion and and I am not I am in no way shape or form a fashion blogger I have no like no have no interest I can barely dress myself in the morning but just making sure that when I'm purchasing things mm-hmm. that they are coming from companies that are setting an example yeah um but also just knowing that I don't need new stuff all the mm-hmm. time I've right. actually started to shift away from buying things that are new and more and looking at what I have already and see if I can reuse it. And if I do need something new, trying to find it secondhand, Mm -hmm. um, a lot If you, because of this whole, this whole thing of the fast fashion and people buying stuff quickly and then tags are still on it and they donate it. Mm -hmm. You can find stuff for 75% off that still has tags on it. And there's great options around here now. Um, and so that's that whole fashion thing is what, made me dive into this and then mm-hmm. since then like that's what scratched the surface yeah. for me and then I was yeah. like oh no yeah Here we and go. now I'm like down <laughs> yeah. deep I feel like it's one of those things once you know you can't you can't um, look away it. and you just yeah. have to keep going you yeah have to keep going I feel like for me I was very similar I had stuff from like elementary like stuff that was yeah. so old and I'd be like moving it from place yeah. to place to place it sits in the box you yeah. don't even know what's in there yeah. yeah and I've kind of gone through this whole like 
capsule wardrobe. That's mm-hmm. like such a trendy term, but just getting rid of everything. And I don't even want to go into Marie Kondo because God <laughs> knows that's so overplayed, but getting rid of things that you don't need and just like keeping everything pretty minimal. Um, but it's really tough because I feel like for me, sometimes when I'm stressed or like had a long oh, week yeah. at work, I'm like, oh, let me swing by X store and yeah. see what they have. But um, but I that's like the big thing. It's like a, a psychological thing. Yeah. It's like you think that you have a bad day. Your boyfriend or your girlfriend breaks up with you. You're like, I will. I, well, I'm gonna go buy myself a new outfit. No, right. For sure. And yeah. it's you gotta this stop doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You get yeah. like a raise at work. You're like, oh well, now I yeah. can go buy this, this, and this. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't understand where all your money goes and why you can't take that trip to Europe that you've been wanting mm-hmm. to take right. for six years. And yeah. have the experience. Mm-hmm. Do you have any places that you love to? shop or go to that yeah. our listeners could check out so for stuff that's second hand um locally there's a place called covet um in south boston and they're actually oh. opening up another spot in beacon hill oh. um oh. their stuff is unbelievable and that's another it's a place that it's going to be more high not higher end stuff they mm-hmm. do have a mix they have stuff from j crew all the way to like luxury designers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um they're more about bringing style into the store as opposed to like brand name labels mm-hmm. but the stuff mm-hmm. that they have in there is great and it's mm-hmm. it's all very nice all that stuff um and then i also like stuff um i look at poshmark a lot mm-hmm. and thread up i mm-hmm. use both of those too when yeah. i was going through all my clothing yeah, yeah. because you can it's poshmark thread up is great thread up is great <laughs> yeah um poshmark you can sell your stuff and so you'll get a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit of money mm-hmm. um and same thing with thread up is yeah they'll try to sell what they can mm-hmm. but the good thing about that up is that they will recycle the clothing right. responsibly mm-hmm. as they'll send they'll send what they can to uh like a textile place that will recycle them mm-hmm. um so that not all of it's going to go into landfill and i think that speak i don't want to talk about marie kondo that much yeah. but the problem is that people are getting rid of all their yeah, stuff and it's just going it's, in the garbage right, right. and i think that they people need to spend more time thinking of how they can how right. they can give it a second life mm-hmm. because just because you think this leather jacket is hideous someone else is gonna think right. it's bomb yeah. and is gonna want it and that yeah. goes back to too like some people like need clothes like they need clothes do you yeah. know what i mean and we're getting rid of all of this mm-hmm. right. stuff and yeah. we're it's like the whole privilege thing i right. think too yeah yeah there are even some places like dress for success mm-hmm. is one thing one that i can think of but they take like your old work not old work clothes but things that are in good condition and they give them to women who are going on job interviews who are yeah. trying to you know start a career mm-hmm. and then go in there and shop for free and so it's, it's things like that that you just have to get kind of creative and yes yeah. it may not as be it's as not as easy right yeah but it's making a difference it's and making like, a huge in difference 20 years you know it's just gonna lessen the landfills mm-hmm. you know it's yeah just, there's it's, some crazy stat too about like you're talking about the capsule wardrobe yeah that you wear um 20% of your wardrobe oh. 80% of the time yeah, yeah. and 100%. then the rest of it yeah. is just sitting in your closet yeah. so yeah. it's a we can do we can do more with less yeah and I think I think people are moving in that direction which is good because I'm seeing more I don't want to like social media is not life but I feel <laughs> like a lot of I'm seeing more and more people mm-hmm. pop mm-hmm. up and and trying to minim, minimize the amount of stuff that they are acquiring yeah. yeah and just taking a second to think about what do I actually yeah. need this yeah. um but some other places are for not secondhand stuff. I love um, Everlane is great oh, for yeah. work. Um, yeah. Reformation is mm-hmm. it's pricey and I it's like gonna break my bank account. But they have they have beautiful clothing, especially for yeah for dress um, like mm-hmm. for um, like uh, weddings 
formal events, but they also have some nice casual clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Patagonia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know it's tough. I feel like there's not a ton that like. Right. Yeah. Is yeah. What do you think of like a rent the runway option? I, I mean, it's, I think it's great because it's still mm-hmm. it's being reused. Exactly. So yeah. it's instead of throwing it away, someone else mm-hmm. is going to use it. I think it's yeah. a great option. It yeah. ends up saving you money too, especially. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about think about your closet right now and how many dresses that you have from like weddings or events oh, that sure. you've worn once and then you're never going to wear yeah. again. Yeah. Whenever I have or an even event, bridesmaids. Yeah. Uh, whenever yeah. I have an event that I need a dress, I'm like, oh, well, I need to go buy something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, I have dresses yeah. in yeah. my closet. But I did rent the runway for a while. And it, like, I didn't have to buy clothes. Have to buy clothes. I didn't, like, you know, feel the need to buy yeah. clothes. Because I was like, oh, I can just get something new. Uh-huh. Fashion mm-hmm. Pass is another one that does the same thing. That's, It's not designer stuff, so it's mm-hmm. less pricey. But yeah. um, I feel like there is, like, a shift moving mm-hmm. towards that kind of thing. People are becoming more aware, yeah. which yeah. is good. And I think that people now, too, the the whole rent the runway thing, too, is great. But I know that a lot, it can get expensive, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to see people utilize their friends more too. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, yeah. and I've heard, I haven't done this, um, but I've heard of people who do clothing swaps and it goes back mm. to the same thing. It's like, you might think this thing is hideous and you hate it and it doesn't fit right. you right or whatever, right. but you still hold on to it. Yeah. It might be great for your friend. Yeah. And then That's you might find idea. some great pieces that you're actually going to wear in their yeah. closet. We should do that. So, yeah. but it, and it comes back to like the sense of community too. Like yeah. I feel like people used to, use their neighbors like they would borrow mm-hmm. things from their For neighbors sure, they would yeah. borrow clothes yeah. like things like that and they just people just don't do it anymore because they're they just have this disposable income and they're yeah. like whatever i'll just buy something new yeah, exactly yeah. and so. i also feel like we're so much more kind of isolated mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like because i wasn't from boston originally when i moved here i was mm-hmm. like ready to make friends like where's the community it's really hard mm-hmm. to find that and to break into it when everyone's kind of focused on their phone or mm-hmm. i don't know like you look around yeah. the t and it kind of scares me like people are just like, scrolling scrolling mm-hmm. which i do too but yeah. it's just like we all do it everybody yeah. anybody who's who says that they don't look at Instagram right. for at least an hour a day that has right. an Instagram account. I know yeah, that you're lying. lying. No, <laughs> seriously. And like that tracker too, where you can see how many hours. Oh my God. I don't, I don't oh, look at that. I can't, I would scary. be horrified. Yeah. No, it has like when it first like got on the iPhone or whatever, I was like, holy crap. And so now it is my mission to at least minimize my screen time by like five minutes each mm-hmm. week. Like that is the goal. Oh yeah. And I've definitely failed at it. Well, because too, it's like I'm on the couch, I'm watching Netflix, I'm on my phone phone my laptop mm-hmm. right, is here like why? i'm like eating a snack i'm like what am i doing with yeah my there's life? too much going on yeah 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 totally well, and to your point about community like people which is great people are able to stay in touch with old friends and mm-hmm. so you know they keep those relationships so there's not like there's not room for those like new relationships or inviting new people in which mm-hmm. is sad because yeah. there's so many people out there like you know if our friend wouldn't have introduced us we would have never met we would have never mm-hmm. done this podcast and you know, there's so many things that people are missing out on because they're not just making that first step of like saying hi. Mm-hmm. Um, That's even, why I like people yeah. to interact in class. You know, right. you might. Right. I've I've said multiple times that you people are they're all creatures of habit. You are sitting on yeah. the same bike every single six a.m. Mm-hmm. that you come, and I know that you two have been sitting next to each other right. for two years. So <laughs> please speak to each yeah. other, say hello, right. do something. Yeah. Right. If you don't want to say hello in person 
slide into their DMs, start <laughs> yeah, the conversation, yeah. you know, and then say, hey, I'll see you on Tuesday. Right. I'll see you on Wednesday, whatever. Right. Do you want to take a class with me somewhere else? Like, yeah. that's, yeah. I think that's how that Like, clearly starts. you have something in exactly. common. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you're at a class mm-hmm. with someone, you clearly have some core mm-hmm. fundamental similarities yeah. there. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm also curious too. So we talked, we touched on fashion. Mm-hmm. I feel like at work I've been trying, there's so many things we can do, but mm-hmm. I like ordered my reusable silverware mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm throwing away mm-hmm. spoons and forks every single day. Um, and I also ordered just some like reusable face, um, what are those called? I don't little know. Little pad. Yeah, things. those little pad mm-hmm. things. But like, what other things have you been incorporating? Yeah. Um, so the single-use coffee and water stuff mm-hmm. kills me. Like, mm-hmm. I I am now getting. This is how deep in this hole. I'm now getting angry when I see other people carrying single-use stuff down <laughs> yeah. the street. I'm like, <laughs> because there's so many options out there. Yeah. yeah. But the the coffee thing, um, I drink a lot of coffee and it's not, I don't, I don't need coffee to function. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really like, I drink coffee yeah. black. I love it. I mm-hmm. just like to drink a multi, I like always need a coffee in my hand. I just love yeah. it. Um, so I was using multiple plastic mm-hmm. cups a day. And so the, I bought a reusable mug. I have mm-hmm. multiple actually. And if you think about it, if, how many reusable mugs does everybody have? Because it's right. always the first thing that they give away mm-hmm. at a conference. It's the first yep. thing they give away at whatever, a fitness yeah. class. So that was one of the first things I did. And then the water bottle. I've always had mm-hmm. a reusable water bottle, but I have been way more. I will. I can't remember the last time I bought a single used water bottle or a single used coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, things are going to happen and you're, you know, you might need to do it for some reason right. or another. Um, but I've really restricted myself there. Yeah. Um, even when I travel, mm-hmm. they come with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, the reusable, um, or the, the travel set of utensils, mm-hmm. um, those are in my purse. I keep, I keep them That's with me yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. it has like the little straw on it too, just yeah. in case yeah. you use a straw. I think mine has chopsticks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they come in cute cases too. I talked about this at another event recently is, is it people like, well, how do you make sure that you're going to bring them with you? Buy something super cute that you love. Yeah. And that's with the coffee cup. I love Mm -hmm. this brand mirror. Um, Mm -hmm. M I I R two of them. Yes. So I have multiple and I love them. And so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to like fill up my mug Mm -hmm. and bring it to work. Yeah. Um, so that, and then what are some other things? The, I mean, the, the grocery bags, I think, have been, people have been doing that mm-hmm. for oh, a yeah. while now, mm-hmm. but that's always been something. Another, a small thing that you don't really think about are those pro, the plastic produce bags that you fill right. broccoli yeah. Or, yeah. or even stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. in bulk. So yeah. I bought mesh bags on oh, Amazon right, yeah. and you can just fill those instead mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and they don't weigh anything so it's when you bring it up to get it weighed it's not going to cause right. you to pay right. five dollars more i know right. people bring glass jars to oh, bulk oh. food places that but then you expensive. have to get them you have to get them weighed before <laughs> oh, yeah and yeah. i don't have it's, i don't have time for that yeah, so i just do i <laughs> yeah. just do the mesh the mesh yeah. bags that's been another one um what else? I put these all in my Instagram and I'm trying to think of what else I put on there. Oh, the beeswax wrap mm. yes. instead of using plastic yes. wrap yeah. or even just a cloth. Um, a lot of the companies will make a cloth one that is, has like an elastic around the side that you can mm-hmm. put over bowls. Oh, yeah. um, so those, what else? Um, oh, I just bought cupcake 
things, the silicone, the silicone ones. Yeah, the silicone. I haven't used them yet. Somebody, I forget who sent me a DM on Instagram um, earlier today, but they were saying that they don't bake as well in the mm-hmm. silicone. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that out and see what happens like, and yeah. report back. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to just doing the um, the paper yeah, ones yeah. that you throw That's away. Because I do like the egg cups in the morning yes. and I use like the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I should switch over. Yeah. So we'll see how those work out. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like Ziploc bags. Oh. One thing that's I'm another one out because mm-hmm. uh-huh. I like little glass Tupperware. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I can very easily put whatever I'm going right. to put in a Ziploc bag in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stasher is a great one to mm. use for those bags. There's the silicone oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are a bit expensive though. Cause they, they run you like $12 for one single oh, bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not someone who uses a lot of plastic bags. Mm-hmm. So I bought two and they're great. Yeah. Um, but there's another brand called Rezip that's on Amazon as oh, okay. well, um, and you can get like a pack of, of various sizes mm-hmm. for like 15 bucks. I want to oh, say, yeah. and those are good for like nuts and like yes. Yeah. So you don't have to like put like the glass in your, you know, small bag or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I and I love these like little things you yeah. can do. Like it's not anything crazy. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change your lifestyle. Like it's just little things. Yeah. you're adjusting like yeah. you're shifting yeah. a little bit and it's making such a difference yeah and it's like what we said earlier i feel like once i know i'm like well shit now i can't right. unknow exactly. it yeah so. yeah yeah i know <laughs> it's know. hard but i think that people are also i think the whole thing about being sustainable is scary to a lot of people because they mm-hmm. think that if they mm-hmm. don't do if they're not 100 percent in then right. they shouldn't do it at all. Like all right nothing, yeah. and i don't think that's the case yeah. and i i think sustainability sustainability for you personally will stay will stay sustainable sustainable i can't speak if you do things that make sense for your lifestyle Mm -hmm. so i know there's a lot of people that with the whole i don't have kids but the like disposable versus cloth diapers Mm -hmm. for some people it's like we're not going to do that it's not worth it to them Mm -hmm. but they're going to make changes in other aspects of their life um or for like we all the paper towels we don't have paper towels Mm -hmm. in the house anymore so do you just use cloth we use the cloth or so i bought a pack of them um Mm -hmm. of just like cloth ones but you can that you can reuse old clothes too and cut up an old t-shirt and use that instead we do and i will say because a lot of people have said wait till you have kids and you're not you're not going to be able to use those anymore but even with the dog we have a dog yeah, and we yeah. do have an emergency set of paper towels right. that are like in the back of the <laughs> pantry just in case that yeah. like yeah. he gets sick or yeah. something i'm not going to like clean up his vomit with no. my with my <laughs> with my <laughs> little with my little cute like <laughs> different bad. colored rags right. <laughs> so i it, so it, that makes sense for us mm-hmm. um yeah there's a lot of different things that we're willing to that I'm willing to cut out and not cut out mm-hmm. so but I don't think that should I shouldn't be like well I'm not yeah. going to do it at all then yeah. right that's right. just that's such that's such a cop out it when is. I ask people or say why are you still using that and I'm not going to force it on anyone mm-hmm. like yeah. do you know this this and this and like yeah well I, I don't have time for that or I can't do this like, okay. okay this is your this is your future these right. are your, this is yeah. not I mean not nothing right. crazy I don't think it's gonna happen to us in our lifetime but mm-hmm. it's future generations that right. you're trying to protect your kids, here your grandkids yeah. yeah 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 it's yeah it's insane it's I thought it was super interesting like I've always had an issue with Dunkin Donuts and their um, styrofoam cups oh yeah they just switched over to paper cups and like mm-hmm. it's about Dunkin's time. a little behind the times I feel yeah. like. and like I don't drink coffee but it's like what like how are you just switching over like yeah. you're a huge company and people yeah. drink your coffee every day yeah and you're 
putting out styrofoam cups. I feel like on coffee too. Like I don't do straws ever, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I should bring my like mug instead. Mm-hmm. Of a lot of places will give you discounts too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They'll give you a little cup discount, but the um, I mean, I don't. You can make the argument of like what's better, styrofoam or the paper, because it's still going in the garbage. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've actually made the argument with. Um, I've heard the argument. I think it was on NPR like a month ago, about the whole cloth bag versus the single-use plastic mm-hmm. bags, mm-hmm. That, which they're banning them everywhere now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually takes more resources and has more an impact on the environment to make a cloth bag than it does Mm, to use a plastic bag once. Mm -hmm. So you would have to use a cloth bag like 10,000 times in order for it to offset one plastic bag. So, so yeah, so, but there you can make arguments about all of this different stuff. It's like, well, I'm buying the silicone um, cupcake things, whatever from Amazon, which is flying across the country. Right. So, right. Right. and that's the stuff that you can't get too far mm-hmm. into. Right. You can't no. get into the weeds with it. No. Cause then it's like, well, and that's like with everything in life, right. you know, like yeah. I used to be like, if I don't work out for an hour, I'm not doing it at all. You know right. what I mean? No, exactly. Yeah. Okay. If I walk to the tea, like that's still something. Yeah. Find yeah. what works yeah. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I could talk about this forever. I feel yeah. like this is something that like I want to like geek out on with like people at work and then they're like, "Oh, you know, they don't yeah. really want to talk about." You can't that. force anyone to do it cuz <laughs> no. it's going to turn someone. I mean, yeah. if you think back to like your parents like lecturing you on things that you didn't want to hear about oh, for sure. or even just and not even your parent anybody, you mm-hmm. just immediately yeah. shut down. You yeah. can't force someone mm-hmm. to adopt something that you're doing. Right. Um, you can just keep putting information out there and mm-hmm. hope that it reaches somebody else. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of my point on Instagram is the whole social media thing is great. And I, and I Mm -hmm. love it, but there is a lot of stuff out there that's, that's harmful to people. Oh yeah. Um, and so I, I make this, I don't know if this is actually a joke, but I make the joke all the time (laughs) of like, I don't really know why people listen to me on Instagram. I don't have a ton of followers, but people like when I post about these things, the amount of questions and engagement that I get like actual real things that Mm -hmm. I care about Mm -hmm. is amazing and so I made like when the first thing I first time I posted about sustainability or anything Mm -hmm. like that it was crazy how many people had these questions and I was like oh so I'm going to use this platform Mm -hmm. as a way to share these things that I'm finding as opposed to just posting pictures of an ad or trying to sell something like yeah, it's saying like a funny meme or something. I don't know. Right. Like yeah, that. so having a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I know some people do make a living off of Instagram, yeah. but um, I I don't. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put out stuff that's going right. to matter and is going to make a difference in my, right. you know, most people will probably yeah. screenshot the stuff and be like, this girl's crazy. But I'm not doing anything that she's doing, but they're, they're making fun of me. I don't care. That's fine. Yeah. But if there's the person next to them is reading mm-hmm. it and makes a small change, it's going to make right. a difference later yeah. on, whether it's with sustainability or just again, going back to yeah. treating people with respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fine for yeah. me. Yeah. Just yeah. One person makes that difference. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for coming yeah. and having a conversation yeah. with us. And yeah. just, I feel like we're kind of like jumping all over the place, but I feel yeah. like, I mean, 
I learned something new. Hopefully people listening learned something new. Um, so speaking of your Instagram, where can people find you? Um, and let us know like where you teach, when you teach. Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, it's just Candice Peak, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, not with an A, Peak, P-E-A-K. Um, and then uh, Twitter, same thing. It's just, I think I'm the only Candice Peak out there. So hopefully <laughs> it won't be too hard to find me. Um, and then I teach at the Handlebar in Harvard Square and in South Boston and then uh, Barry's Boot Camp in downtown and Back Bay. Um, I will not go through every single class that <laughs> yeah, I teach, no. but you can look Too at their Instagrams or their websites and yeah. you will find me on there. <laughs> Perfect. And as always, you can find us at detoxandchillpodcast.com on Instagram. Um, don't forget about RLA event. It's coming up soon. Go check out that on our Instagram. We have more information there. Um, and yeah, we love you guys. Don't forget to rate and review. And that is all. I think. Thanks. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.